Hello, I'm your host, Giselle Gamby, and this is the Intuitive Pool Podcast, where together we'll embrace the plans we did not make yet, unfold businesses and lives that are so much greater in wealth in all ways than any business or life plan could ever achieve. My wish is that you make intuition your most trusted advisor. So buckle up, get present, and let's go. Hello, hello, dear listeners, and welcome to our new listeners. It's great to have you here. In fact, it's great to be back here. I recorded an episode on Tuesday, I think it was, where I recorded that meditation, Your Purpose Finding You. And if you have listened to that episode, I certainly was not sprightly. I was in bed with the flu. I recorded that meditation because I was actually really compelled to record it. And I had my microphone sitting on my belly as I recorded. It was a little bit labored, little little bit labored in breathing. So it's nice not to be labored today. And I have been looking forward to creating this episode entitled Super Presence. The theme Super Presence arrived in very deep meditation. Uh, when was it? Two days ago. Very, very deep meditation on Wednesday morning. I actually meditated for two hours that day and this word super presence arrived and it was interesting and, and it's, it compelled me, drove me to deciding that this is the theme of a retreat that I'll be running in two weeks time for clients of the Catalyst's Mastermind. And when I was in a one-on-one session yesterday with a beautiful friend and client called Annie, the word super present started to gather, gather moss. Thank you, Misha Frankel, for that expression. It started to gather moss, the stone that gathered moss. And I'm excited to talk to you about super presence today. Before I do, I wanted to say two things. First of all, I received a message this morning or last night, I should say, and then again this morning from a friend and a listener. And she had written to me, I don't know, I imagine it was about a month ago. And then again, wrote to me last night and I asked for a little bit more detail and I got it. And she was sharing her appreciation for the podcast and for the power of the podcast in what it has done in her life. So I just want to read you a little bit of what she's told me or wrote to me. So actually the first message was on the 8th of April and she said, I just wanted to let you know what I'm loving, oh, that I'm loving your podcast. I've been listening on my commute to work and it's such a calming, inspiring way to start the day. Uh, I also wanted to share a little anecdote about the meditation that I recorded called How Powerful Do I Allow Myself to Be? And she was listening it while she was driving, but then she decided that <laughs> she needed to give it full attention. So she listened again and it wasn't in the car and she says it enabled some tantalizing intuitions, nice, eh? tantalizing intuitions that have been floating around the edges of my consciousness to finally become clear. And as I saw that a goal that I had conceived of several years ago, which given the circumstances at the time, I had no idea how I would ever achieve this. It's now right in front of me waiting to be realized. 
With everything going on, I'd almost forgotten the goal existed. But suddenly, by a completely different path, here it is waiting to take shape. And even better, I feel empowered to have the conversation required to turn that goal into tangible reality. So thank you for the clarity and inspiration. And then yesterday's message. I'm here with an update on the goal I'd almost forgotten I'd made. To be honest, at first, I was still sitting a little in the old stories. Who am I to ask for this? I'm not good enough, not deserving enough, etc., etc. And we don't, we all have those stories. And I kept putting the conversation off. But then two colleagues, here we go, listen to this one. But then two colleagues at separate times, without even knowing about the goal, suggested it to me completely unprompted. Still, I hesitated until finally I listened to your podcast meditation this morning about the conversations that needed to be had. And I remember when I recorded that meditation, I did not know that I was going to say that piece around and maybe it's moving you to have, I think the words were delicate conversations. I didn't expect to be saying that. And I remember when I said that out loud, I actually noted myself saying that, like as if this had to be said. <laughs> and obviously it did. And she says, and of course, my goal is now realized. So thank you. I appreciate your wisdom and clarity and your generosity for putting it out in the world. And yeah, I won't go into the detail because it needs to be anonymous, but it's a pretty awesome goal that she's realized. And that makes me really happy that by doing what I love, by being in my joy, by following my intuitive call, which was never a plan that I had made to be podcasting, has had the impact that it has had on her. So I wanted to start by celebrating that and also by encouraging you forward if there are wins that you've had as a result of listening to the podcast, even if you think they're small, I'd love you to share them with me. And of course, your thinking of them small is simply a judgment. The second thing I felt to say today, as I was in appreciation in preparing for this episode today, I realized what a powerful practice the podcast is for me in using my will and deciding because to create an episode requires will <laughs> to create an episode requires presence to create an episode requires my decision to put together my thoughts that have been arriving and make some semblance out of them and to find time and to create that time and then to record and then to edit and put music to it and then to upload and then to create Canva posts so that people who are not subscribed can hear about the podcast and then to upload that onto Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. The reason why I'm sharing this with you today is because I was in appreciation, wow, this is a really great practice of using my will, of deciding, of creating the time, of, of committing. And I feel like I needed to say that today because it may have you, excuse the words, I didn't know I was going to say this either. And please, <laughs> I say this with respect, um, pull your finger out of your ass if you've been 
procrastinating on stuff because it is simply a choice. It is simply a choice. So let's take a breath on that note. Let's begin today's conversation. Let's begin today's experience around this theme of super presence. I asked myself, why am I speaking to super presence and not just presence? And this is what I received. So presence is a state of being. And I just got off facilitating a group call speaking to presence and super presence. And I said, if we are not present in this program, the results just won't happen. They just won't happen. And that's why I choose to coach in a container of a minimum of three months, because that container allows the space that presence will uncover, discover, reveal, show, connect, contextualize what the client really wants. It's a container. It's a container for presence. And without presence and without the right structure of this being a container for, for presence, the results just would never happen. I can promise you 100%. And the reason why results do happen and the reason why results beyond our knowing happen is because of the necessity to be present. And not only are we present in our own individual processes, not only do I require my clients to be present throughout their days, throughout their evenings and their dreams, but I also ask clients to be present with each other in group because what happens is that presence becomes further ignited by being in a like-minded conversation. So presence is a state of being and presence creates incredible results. So why super presence? Well, super presence is a state of presence that has been supercharged. Super presence is a state of being of presence that has been supercharged. Supercharged. This is the word supercharged. So I want to talk to you about what are the things that we can do and be that will create the consequence of our presence being supercharged. Number one, this is really relevant at the moment in a lot of the conversations that I'm having and also really relevant in my life as well. And it's the consequence of letting go of addictions, of attachments and habits. Letting go of addictions, attachments and habits. So let's start with my example. I was called to join a program called Weight Loss Wisdom. If you've listened to the episodes, you will know about my commitment to my body that I made at the beginning of the year. And as I was about to sign up to an old program that I had actually had great results in, a personal training program, an email arrived across my desk of Kylie Pinwill's Weight Loss Wisdom. Again, I put her notes, details in the show notes before, but I'll put them in 
today's episode's show notes. So Kylie is a friend. She was I met her as a client many years ago, and she is a very wonderful nutritionist. Very you know nutritionist that has a lot of vision and a lot of depth. And I completely put all my trust in her wisdom. I am on a pretty hardcore calorie deficit, high nutrition diet for 40 days. I'm in day 28 at the moment. I've lost 6.6 kilos in those 28 days. It's interesting. I have not found it hard. I could say it's hardcore, but it actually has not been a difficult experience for me. I've gained so much from it, uh, including letting go of some of the addictions, attachments and habits that I had around food and alcohol. So through reducing my calories to 500 calories a day and eating specific foods, I've realized, and by the way, zero fat, I've realized how much I have overeaten. I've been eating just more than what I really need, both in quantity and also in the amount of good fats, I'll say. But do I need to have salad dressing, avocado and feta cheese all in the one salad? No, not not as a regular occurrence anyway. So it made me realize that I had this, you know, I did have an unconscious addiction, attachment and habit to food that resulted in putting on weight and that quantity of food was just too much. And I've, other than having had the flu, up until the time I had the flu, I felt so energized, so energized. And the other thing, of course, is um, the limitation of booze. So I now am during the week, not every night, but most nights, not even thinking about, oh, I'm looking forward to that gin and tonic whilst I cook dinner. Oh, I'm looking forward to that glass of wine once everything's been done and the kids are in bed. Sometimes I'm thinking about it, I'll be honest. But most of the time, I'm not even thinking about it anymore. Would I call myself an alcoholic? Would I call myself a food addict? Probably not. And I don't even want to label myself as that at all because that would say that I'm victim to that identity. I'm not going to do that. But I certainly had some unhealthy behaviors around food and alcohol. I'll talk to you about the consequence of that in a minute. I also have several clients who are also becoming very aware of what they've been addicted to. So now the obvious ones are booze. Yes, I have somebody who has completely chosen to be sober. He's now three months into it. He made the decision before we started coaching. And now he is also has also become aware of his addiction around apps on his phone. And even today had a realization. So I know that he listens, he's going to listen to this because he's a wonderful, diligent listener. He also had the realization that perhaps he's also carrying through on a habit of his father's, which was, you know, he's always been dissatisfied with his day work. And so he's going to have a look at that now. Addictions, attachments and habits don't all always necessarily need to come in the form of the obvious ones, the obvious habits and addictions. They can also come in the habit or in the form, I should say, of our thinking habits, which now takes me to another person 
who on our group call today said how much he loved how the conversation weaved itself for him to come towards the end of the call to realize that his attachment has been around not being at peace, not being at peace. And if anybody knows the Enneagram, his belief system is around not trusting himself, others in the world. And you know what? In that belief system, there is no peace. There is no peace. So have a look at what thinking habits you have and habits around your belief systems as well as, you know, addictions, attachments and habits to where we would normally place that subject. For example, food and drinking. I have another person who was very aligned to the conversation around having the awareness that his attachment was around not being at peace, this lady has come to a place of awareness over the last month around how her life has been of one of chaos and her choice has been to let go of that habit or that attachment to a world of chaos and to be at peace. I'll talk about the result of that on her to start with. So she's been aware of this for a couple of months, actually, probably not just one month, a couple of months now. And she was found herself in a situation just yesterday in a work situation that given the circumstances and given how someone else was showing up in response to her, For most people, 99.9% of the people, they would have found themselves in chaos. They would have perceived the situation to be chaotic and they would have responded to that chaotic situation from a place of inner chaos. And she did not do that. In fact, I said to her, look at the way you've responded. It's been a response of wholehearted leadership where she was in her self-value, in her self-respect, in compassion for the person who was in chaos and holding the highest outcome for all. And the conversation was not an easy conversation to have. Most people would have defined that conversation, as I said, as being chaotic, yet The words that were being spoken were words that had to be said. They were honest. They were compassionate for both her and her colleague. And they came from a place of inner peace. So do you see what happens when we let go of our addictions, attachments and habits? It doesn't matter what's happening on the outside. We can respond from a place of presence and peace and of course the outcome so far of that conversation is one where her work colleague has got out of attack mode and defense mode and is back in her own wholeheartedness when I talk about the person who chose to become sober over three months ago now 
and just recently has chosen to give up being on apps for six months and is just now beginning to think of, wow, is my thinking around my day job just a a habit that's been passed on from my father about always being dissatisfied and whinging about it? Well, what has happened as a result is that he has so much more space within himself because that space is not being filled up with his prior addictions and attachments. And because there's so much more space within him, guess what happens on the outside? He has drawn, I have to say this person has multiple streams of joy (laughs) in relation to work, multiple streams of joy and income. And in relation to a new multiple stream of joy and income, he was sharing today that he now has two pieces of work booked in and three proposals on the go. And none of this work has come from a place of him having to market himself. They have just arrived and they keep on arriving. He's also has the space, internal space and external space to follow another love of his, which I don't want to give too much away because I don't don't want to keep this anonymous. This other love of him, which is is an area where he, he really needs to put the hours in to grow. And, of course, this place that he's putting the hours in to grow is totally connected to his other streams of joy and income. So that's what happens. When we let go of addictions, attachments and habits, we have more space within. And therefore, because energy always informs matter, energy always, always informs matter, the outside reorganizes itself such that, for example, with this guy, he's got five pieces of business in a new stream of joint and income that he didn't even have to go and pound the pavement, let people know about. They just arrived. The experience for me around the 28 days that I've been on this weight loss wisdom program is that my intuition has gone next level again. The imagery that I'm getting in my mind, the words that are arriving uh, for me to speak out, are it's like it's happening in lightning speed for me. And it's simply as a result of making an intention. So these intuitions are arriving now at lightning speed and they're simply the result of having made an intention. And so I'm having a lot of fun. I'm having lots and lots of fun at this, the spaciousness within and the acute intuition that's arriving. And I'm looking forward to what happens. You know, I'm going to continue on for the rest of the time of until 40 days and I go on a maintenance program and who knows what's going to happen? So, and who else knows what other addictions, attachments, and habits that I might become present to that will also want to be freed? So, as you can see, I've spoken a lot about the first piece that supercharges our presence such that we become super present. Super presence is the consequence of when we let go of our addictions, attachments, and behaviors. 
So continue holding space for that inquiry throughout the rest of this episode. When I was on the phone yesterday with Annie, who I love being with, I love being with. This is our second time we've come back together again and I'm absolutely loving it. And I was talking to her about super presence and she said to me, oh, it's when the ego doesn't stand a chance. I thought, oh, my gosh, I love that statement. Super presence is when the ego just doesn't stand a chance. Have you ever had that experience? You know that the ego just doesn't stand a chance. Hey, it, there may be some fear there for sure. But still, it doesn't stand a chance. It's when you know that the joy of the experience and being of service to something greater than yourself far outweighs our fears. And that being of service, that something greater than ourselves, it could be to something outside of ourselves. It could be to a vision, to a cause, to someone, but it also can be to us. It also can be to us. When we are a service to something that is greater than ourselves, it can also be of service to us. So super presence is is when the ego just doesn't stand a chance. And I'm going to speak to an example here of that's a little sad, to be honest with you, and actually has brought about even more compassion for the vision around the wholehearted man. So this is the opposite of when the ego doesn't stand a chance. I was speaking to someone recently who is not in a good way and who spoke to me about a generational history of severe anxiety and suicide in the family. And we had an incredible call. I was so strong in showing him that give it three months if he's all in that that anxiety that he's powerless to and fearful of and at the worst suicide also won't stand a chance that it will be freed that powerlessness to that will be freed and his experience around anxiety and fear of suicide not to say that he won't have anxious feelings every now and then for sure but that relationship where he's totally powerless to it that it has the power over him if he's all in and he takes responsibility and he's present from all of my experience coaching since 2004 everyone who has had anxiety or depression and has put the work in and taken responsibility and been present They've become free from being powerless to that. They've been become free from the identity of being that. And so I really had his back. Yes, I really had his back. Totally related to the vision of the wholehearted man. Totally related. And then we did not partner. And just recently I heard from the person who referred me that he didn't feel like he gelled with me. And my intuition tells me that I was too confronting, not confronting to who he really is, but confronting to his ego. 
confronting to his identity. And I went to this place when I was with that. I said to myself, wow, if, you know, from a real place of compassion, like, as I said, it, it actually brought me even deeper into compassion. And again, I can't say too much about this person because I don't want to give away detail. But what I'll say is this, is that he's unconsciously more attached to maintaining his identity of success. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason, there's a whole reason why he would be attached to his identity of success. But he's more attached to his identity of success than his fear of dying. He's more attached to his identity of success than his fear of dying. And wow, it really showed me how enveloped these men that I've seen in the vision of the wholehearted men, these men who totally base their self-value on their achievements and successes and money they bring in, just how totally enveloping that attachment is that even the fear of dying would have them not let go. So why did I say that on this episode? I don't know. I just know that when I had that piece of awareness that dropped in that had me see their pain even more deeply and had me feel even more compassion, that I knew I needed to say this. I knew I needed to speak this out on the podcast. I'm trusting that the speaking out of that will do what it needs to do for whoever it need whoever needs to hear this so unfortunately that is not an example of when we have supercharged our presence at all uh, and it is not an example of when the ego doesn't stand a chance but I wanted to bring that as a contrasting conversation as a as an experience that is vastly contrasting to when we are so present that the ego doesn't stand a chance. And you know what? Maybe this is also an extension for you to think about where you are so attached to whatever that is, that that attachment is stronger than your fear of dot, 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 dot. All right, let's move on to point number three. So what else? helps us supercharge our state of presence. This one I lived this week and it's called acceptance. I was really initially quite annoyed that I was so sick. I started feeling sick last Thursday, week ago, it's Friday now, eight days ago. And there was Mother's Day on the weekend and I was supposed to play soccer for a Mother's Day you know, it's our yearly, we love it. So it's probably our favorite game of the year. And we we come together afterwards. And and then it's more was my birthday the next day. And I was in bed with the flu. <laughs> and then, you know, I said to a few people, I'm too busy to be sick. I'm too busy to be sick. I'm too like I've just got too much good stuff. When I say busy, it's not from a place of annoyance is from a place of oh my god I've got so much good stuff on I just am too busy to be sick so initially I was annoyed yes that's true and then when I tuned in to my theme for the week the word arrived 
acceptance, not resignation, but acceptance. And I know that love works in mysterious ways. I know that. And so I chose to be in acceptance and just, you know, I, I didn't have sessions until Wednesday. I had a very light day of sessions on Wednesday and I've had a light day of sessions yesterday and then today. And the magic, the love, how love works in mysterious ways. Well, let me tell you what that state of acceptance did for me. And that is absolutely my presence was supercharged, even though I was sick. Absolutely my state of presence was supercharged, even though I was sick. Because I saw some pretty cool stuff this week. Was it because I rested? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But this is what I saw. I spoke about it on the podcast that I recorded on Tuesday. I saw how powerful this podcast is in the ripples that it creates for other people. Aaliyah Serengo's episode, How Big Are You Dreaming, created some incredible ripples that I then was inspired to record in another episode called An Abundance of Miracles. It still continues to ripple. As I said, I'm not going to go into those ripples, but it still continues to ripple. And then I came across Facebook and I came across this incredible local woman called Jasmine Straga, who's brought over 292 ladies from the Ukraine, performing artists from the Ukraine, mostly to Europe. So I apologize. I got that bit wrong when I recorded on Tuesday, mostly to Europe. And there's three of them, three of them here in Sydney. And I was very inspired to share her story. I will interview her at one point. I really hope that she'll say yes and perhaps even her girls. But I thought, wow, this podcast has a lot of opportunity to leverage people's stories. And as seen from Aaliyah's experience, when I shared her story, when she shared her story, it created ripples that were way beyond my control. I saw that this week. Would I have seen it had I not been sick? Would I have seen it had I not been acceptance? I don't know. Probably not had I not been acceptance. And then further to that, I started to see how simply also because people have been telling me that each episode is actually like a workshop. Beautiful client in Vietnam, you like so joyously and diligently listens to these episodes. And then we speak about them. And when we speak about them, I think, wow, gee, she's just been through a workshop. We're going deeper here in this conversation. That is so very cool. And then, of course, being able to fully receive the message that I did yesterday from the listener who said that her goal had been realized. So acceptance is absolutely a state of being that supercharges our state of presence, acceptance. Not resignation, not apathy, but acceptance, acceptance of what is. Eckhart Tolle talks a lot about this rather than being in resistance or being in attachment, being in acceptance. Another point around what supercharges your state of presence is making peace your choice. Go and listen to the episode, I think it was episode six, Peace is a Choice. Go and listen to that. Peace can be a choice that leads to peace being your state of being 
as perfectly illustrated by the lady client that I spoke about before. And peace is really creative. It does a lot of things. I know that my Hashimoto's disease has been reversed because of the state of peace that I've been in and choosing peace as a state of being, as a, as a way of being. Point number five, it also supercharges your state of presence. I love this one. Gosh, clients hear me speak about this all the time. And it's by being in a moment of reverence, appreciation, wonder and awe at what has and is unfolding in your life. Having those moments of, wow, I never knew that that was going to happen. Wow, I never thought I'd ever see that. Wow, I didn't see that until this moment, but it was always under my nose. I had the joy of witnessing that this morning on a call with the wonderful woman from Vietnam who had been listening to the meditation prior to our call. And by listening to that meditation, saw things that she hadn't seen before that were actually always there. Again, I can't give too much information here, but she was in so much appreciation for the work that she was doing, for the client that she was working with, for the relationship that she'd cultivated and that they had cultivated to the point that they invited her into our, her, their home, which just doesn't happen in Vietnam. And she learned about how they had decided to work with her three years ago, which really was from a place of depth. This moment of reverence and appreciation and wonder and awe had her see that not only does she, not only is her greatest love to work with clients who have vision, but her greatest love is to work with clients who have vision and depth as demonstrated through this family that she had worked with for the past three years. I said to her, this energy that you're in right now of just absolute wonder, like, wow, I never realized. Wow, I didn't see that. Wow, my partnership is incredible. Wow, these people, I never realized that they consulted a monk to just whether they were going to work with me or not three years ago. I said to her, that energy that's electric within you right now, that is going to inform matter. Just as I said before, that is going to inform matter without you needing to do anything. Although you might be moved to do things, and absolutely she is, and we went there. But that moment of such reverence and awe and, and, and just appreciation for what is has absolutely supercharged her state of presence. So watch this space. You know, I feel like saying to her, because I know she'll listen, like, watch this space. Let's see what happens now from, from that. So I hope this episode has had all the ingredients required for you to supercharge your state of presence such that you are super present. This absolutely was like a workshop. I could put on four-day workshop on just this, on just this episode. I had a question 
that I felt to ask you at the end of this episode. A provocative question, if you like. And the question is this. Who are you that despite what you might think and the doubts that you might have, make inevitable what matters most in your life? Who are you? Who are you that despite what you think and the doubts that you have, make inevitable, make inevitable what matters most to you? Who is that? Who is that? And the reason why I felt to ask this question because it does feel a little provocative is because I want to say that you've been playing a game if you have believed that you don't have the goods to make inevitable what matters most to you you've been playing a game it's a game so stop playing the game stop playing the game who are you who are you that despite what you might think and the doubts that you might have, make inevitable what matters most to you. Thank you for being with me on this four-day workshop podcast episode. (laughs) Sending you all lots and lots of love. Actually, before I go, I just felt to say this. We have a retreat coming up, as I have already mentioned, starting on the 25th of May to the 27th of May. It is online at this point. Towards the end of the year, I will have a face-to-face retreat. If you have been thinking about coming in and coaching, now's the time to do it. Just check in with yourself. Now is the time to do it because we have this retreat coming up powerful powerful stuff if you've enjoyed these episodes imagine what it's like when we are together and if you want to start coaching now would be a great time to do it because you will be coming in and probably having a session next week we'd have a conversation to make sure that we're a fit and to see what the opportunity is and then you would go straight into the retreat the following week so time is of the essence I just felt to say that at the end of this episode okay so if you would like to connect with me there are details of how you can do that in the show notes all right now it's time to say ciao ciao have a wonderful weekend week and until the next episode bye bye ciao ciao